Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 19. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. So if all goes well, this episode should go live while I am down in the Dominican Republic at All-Inclusive Resort in Punta Cana celebrating 10 years of marriage with my ever-loving wife, Kelsey. Now, I got to say that as amazing as this sounds, Kelsey has had to put up with a lot of my chief antics over the years. And in my defense, it's it's hard to say it, but it wasn't like I was actually cheap. I feel like I came by it honestly. It wasn't like I believed that whatever I was giving her was grand and expensive. It it just kind of was all the resources, all the money that I had. Uh, so much of my thoughts kind of go back to like those Kohl's necklaces that I bought, uh, you know, at, at 80% off that I thought, you know, in my mind had really good value. Uh, but I felt like my heart was in the right place. And here is maybe a little story that can shed some light on this. So on our honeymoon, we were on a, on a cruise, uh, again, I thought really good value. We got a decent cruise for as little money as possible. And on this free or not on this free cruise, I wish it was free, but on this cruise, uh, as we're getting off at port, some charming guy gave me a charm for my wife. It came in on this little bag and he said, Hey, here's a free charm. We're going to give you this amazing value. And to get the second part of this, of this deal, come into this uh, jewelry shop and and there was a name of, of a jewelry shop. So uh, of course, me wanting to impress my wife, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go to this jewelry shop. Uh, so as you're walking up to this shop, you know, it, it looks really it looks really nice. You know, it's got all kinds of big diamonds and, and, and stones. And I don't know what all is, is there, but the light lighting's really good. And, uh, you know, all the men are dressed in suits and, and they're like, Hey, sir. And, and this lovely lady, how can we help you? And, uh, I was like, well, <laughs> I got this free charm and, and I want, I want the necklace to, to go with it. And he's like, Oh yes, yes, yes. We're running a, a unbelievable special on it. Uh, only half off, only today, and uh, it's for you today. Half off. Uh, we brought it all the way down from five hundred bucks to two hundred and fifty dollars. I can, I only get to do this once, and and it's just for you. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we're out. <clears throat> and uh, he's like, oh no, no, no. You got to come look at these things. And uh, so. He gets us into the store and, and we're kind of looking at these these chains and he's telling me, you know, this one's pure this and that one's pure that. And, um, you know, this one, we could basically turn around and sell it for, for twice or three times what we're going to buy for it today. Uh, so valuable. Um, and, and you know what? Since I'm driving such a hard bargain, uh, you know, he, he's going to even bring it down. He's going to bring it all the way down. Uh, he, can do, he can do $150 today, but don't tell anybody. Uh, and maybe at that point I would have, I would have been convinced and I, and I would have bought it, but 
I didn't have 150 bucks, right? I just got married and, uh, and at that point, uh, as far as I knew, the bank account was, was essentially empty. Uh, at that point, Kelsey and I hadn't merged our finances. I didn't know that she had like three whopping grand, uh, to, to use, but my resources were, were, were limited. So, so I was like, no, no, I ain't going to do it. Sorry. And I start kind of moving out the door and, uh, and the guy, you know, he's like, Hey, Hey son, how much are you willing to spend on her? (laughs) And, and at that point, uh, I was, so I was kind of already, I was done with the whole operation. So I said, not a dime. Right. And, uh, grab, grab Kelsey and I start pulling her out of there. Uh, and, and as we're going out the door, I kid you not that that $500 chain was, was going for 50 bucks or less. Uh, it was just amazing how, how that whole operation worked. But, um, but Kelsey loved me through that. Uh, even loved me as we we're, as we we're, uh, buying her, her ring, you know, uh, I always tell people that we got a custom ring. We designed it ourselves. Now, that's kind of the salesman in me. The truth of it is, is we saw like this, this type of ring. It's like uh, three bands with a diamond in the middle. And you could buy like that design, um, you know, off the shelf. And, and it was whatever, name a price. Uh, but that was like a little bit more than I had quite a bit more than I had, whatever that ring was. And so we started looking around and Kelsey, she, she's got a, a little bit of a, a cheap bone in her body too. She likes a good deal. And she began to recognize like, oh, she could buy like those bands individually. And, and there were a little bit less than if you bought the bands all together, kind of designed, pre-designed. So what we did is we bought these three bands individually and then had them set a diamond in, in the middle and, and everything was kind of done on, on a good deal from, you know, a value diamond shop. And, uh, we were feeling pretty good. Like we got some pretty good value for this. So we got the whole ring together. They gave me the the price and, uh, I said, all right, well, uh, <clears throat> you know, I want to get this ring, but we're going to have to figure out how to pay for it. So they tell me that there's, you know, we can get a credit card. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't really thinking credit card. Uh, but they told me they have this layaway option. I'm not sure how many times they've run into this, but I might've been the first and only, or, or maybe there's others, other guys on here that have done the same thing, but it turns out they have this layaway option. And I was able to make, uh, over the next, whatever, 12 weeks, every two weeks I get a paycheck and I'd go in there with part of it. And I'd, I'd put some money down on, on this ring. Uh, so it took me six payments. I, I, at one point had the receipts for all six and on the, on the sixth and final payment, I brought that ring home and, uh, and within a, a few, maybe a day or two, I proposed to Kelsey and as I say, the rest is history. So as you can see, we kind of have a history of this and fast forward 10 years, nothing has changed. Uh, I'm still slow to spend big money on Kelsey and, uh, and over the last five years, I've kind of gotten into travel hacking and finding ways to travel for cheap using points and travel deals. And uh, now Kelsey and I will be spending hopefully an amazing time in Punta Cana for less than $1,000. We're going there for seven nights. Uh, the taxes and fees for the flights and the seven nights at this all-inclusive trip are going to cost me about 750 bucks 
plus the babysitting. We got to, uh, definitely, uh, shell out for that. So, um, so that, that isn't included in this, but, uh, I think like, it's pretty amazing that Kelsey has put up with all of this because, uh, if she really looks at it, you know, the, the, the actual resources that I'm throwing at these things are, are pretty minimal, but, she really means the world to me, and although I can be cheap, I still think that Kelsey is the best deal that I've ever gotten. Now, I do talk about how I'm going on the $7,000 trip for $700 inside the Connected Couples campus, so there's a, a little personal plug there. So if that's something that interests you, go check that out. I will show you exactly how I did that, and it's still something that you could do if you started today, you could go and get that same trip, have it booked for next winter uh, for the same price, really 750 bucks, I bet, out of your own bank account. So now to slowly get back on topic, insecurities. That's the topic that I want to talk about today. And I wonder, do you have insecurities? How do they affect you? What do they hold you back from? I can tell you that insecurities have gotten in my way and in, in between so many of my relationships and so many opportunities. I talk so much about the conflict cycle on this podcast and in my work, and it's insecurities that are the fuel that drive the conflict cycles. You know, I talk about opportunities, and I really recognize how even getting into therapy and, and relationship coaching have required me to really face so many of my own insecurities. Will I ever reach a secure status? Probably not. But I can say that working on my relationship with myself and working on myself within the closest relationships that I have and leaning on my faith and basic human principles, these things have allowed me to move to so much more of a secure place than I was 10 years ago for sure. I think back to that 19-year-old man, little boy really, that married Kelsey, and how uncertain he was about himself. Now, I feel so much more certain that I'm neither better nor worse than I was then, and I'm neither better nor worse than anyone else. But I can make sense of myself, and I can hold space for myself and how I show up, as well as others. And that has really allowed me to be so much more secure. I think 10 years ago, I thought that I had to somehow become better to get more secure. And I really found like it was understanding that we as humans are, and we make sense, and we can make sense of ourselves and others. And that's brought a certain security to me. Challenging myself allows for me to continue growing in this way. As I near my 20th episode of this podcast, I've thought a little bit about my own insecurities. You know, about six months ago, I was sitting in my office and I had just finished an Instagram live. Uh, I was doing like these little 10 minute monologues on some topic and I was kind of kicking myself. I didn't really like how they were going. I, I especially didn't like how that one went. And I decided like, Brett, just slow down and try do this a little bit better. I was doing those calls, not because I like seeing myself, you know, on camera and on Instagram, uh, but because I thought 
you know, I have these ideas and these tools and information that has changed my life. And I was watching how it was changing the lives of the clientele that I was working with. And I really, truly want to find a way to share that with others, share it in ways that uh, are accessible and people don't have to like walk through the office door or contact a therapist or get in touch with a life coach. Uh, but it's just kind of there for them to pick up in some of the lowest moments or some of the times where they're really struggling the most. And and it's useful and impactful and has such a low threshold. It doesn't cost anything. And, and it was really that that drove me to want to figure out how to do this. And yet, I wasn't liking how that process was going. Learning something is one thing. And I really felt like I had been taught so many of these uh, principles and these skills and these tools that were changing my relationship. But I was finding that teaching it was a whole nother thing. And I found that out quickly. Even like me working one-on-one or one uh, me with with like a couple, uh, I feel like that skill set is something that is even different than just like broadly teaching on on different topics to someone where you don't have like a conversation dialogue set up and it's not like a back and forth. It's just kind of like get up and, and present and teach and try to uh, help someone uh, incorporate these these ideas and these tools into their life. I found that to be much more challenging, much more difficult for me. And I really wanted to learn how to do this. I really wanted to learn how to teach. And so the Instagram lives were were the way I kind of began that process. But for a few different reasons, I didn't really like that fit. So I looked for other ways to practice this idea, the skill of teaching these concepts and tools. Now, all of this seemed to be fuel and food for my insecurities to come up. You know, so much of this work that I do is putting yourself in a position for public opinion. I found that to be so true. It, it, it's, it's a field that has different thoughts and ideas, uh, and it's different than like my work in the construction industry where uh, I'm able to kind of go and do it, and, and it doesn't feel quite so... I guess I, I, in that industry, I didn't feel like I was quite in a position that I am now where, where I do feel like there's maybe some uh, opinion around uh, the work that I do and how I do it and, and things like that. So that's all my stuff coming up. And we're social beings, and I think we all long to be accepted. Now, if I keep to myself and in some way I protect myself from this sense of that I have of, of how people will see me or think of me or view me, really this sense of rejection, I can remain maybe comfortable. But I also don't learn how to teach when I do that. I don't learn the skill set that I really want. And I find that the only way that I can learn how to teach is through social feedback. Like, I don't know if I'm teaching unless people tell me they've been taught. So, I had to choose like what was more important to me. Do I want to stay comfortable? Do I want to stay low key or do I want to learn how to do this? In my work, teaching is truly an art form. It's so important that I can create an experience and a learning environment that allows for my clients to truly understand, to have a new connected experience with their wife or their husband or within their relationships. 
And, and I feel like it's so much of an art form to do that. It's not just the words that you say, it's how you deliver them. It's how you show up. It's how you hold space. And, and it's easier for me at least to do that when I'm working one-on-one with someone than to do that through like a broader audience. So I've wanted to develop this skill to the best of my given abilities. So there I was in my office after this Instagram live and I decided that maybe a podcast would be a better fit for what I was trying to do. I thought that I, you know, I could curate this a little bit more. It wouldn't be so off the cuff. Maybe I could put some more thought and intention to it. It would give me time to kind of edit and be clear and I wouldn't stumble so much and I wouldn't be so scattered with my thoughts. And I thought that, okay, it's a possibility. But then again, my thoughts and so many insecurities came to the surface. Would people laugh? Would people be critical? Would I receive feedback that was hard to hear? Or maybe I would hear that I shouldn't be doing this. But then I was listening to a podcast, funny enough, and I I don't even know exactly which podcast it was, so I can't even cite and give credit to whoever it was that inspired me to give this a shot. But they said, hey, here's the deal. Podcasts are great. And great podcasts are enjoyed by so many people. And if you have a message that you want to share, if you have a craft that you want to learn, and if you want to see if podcasting is a good fit for you, there's nothing but a little bit of time and discomfort that you have to lose if you start a podcast. And he said, but if you start, if you start a podcast, don't do one, don't do two, don't do five. You got to do 20. Then decide if it's, if it's right for you. So here we are at 19. And on that day, I committed to starting one. I committed to doing 20 weekly episodes. And by committed, I think there was a couple episodes where I was like producing and editing and uploading this thing like hours before it goes live Monday morning. But I love it. As my life has gotten busier and this podcast has been going on, it's forced me to learn how to get ahead on things. So I, I like how it's how it's that commitment is 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 showing up in my life. And this episode, for example, will be completed over a week ahead of time, which is good for me. And, and I'm seeing the growth that is happening. And what I found is growth happens through challenges we are committed to working through. Kind of like marriage. You know, marriage is this challenge. And if we're committed to working through it, growth happens even in that. But looking at episode 19 now and knowing that I get to make a decision here Again, my insecurities come to the surface. I kind of began to look for social feedback. Are people liking it? Are people listening to it? Uh, Are people listening to it? And maybe they're having critical thoughts about me, right? Even that comes up. It's like, okay, yeah, there's people listening to it, but maybe maybe they're all kind of laughing behind their their, uh, screens or or as they're listening to this. And, And it's that little voice that can come up. And it's here that we can get stuck. When we have these insecurities and we're looking for social feedback, it is not a reliable indicator. For example, if you've been wearing some clothing item and you're not really feeling confident in it, you might receive like 10 compliments, right? But then it just takes one person who maybe expresses that very thing that you're worried about with that outfit and that convinces you to never wear it again. Now, you might be thinking that, oh, Brett must have had an experience like that with his wife. I got to come clean on this one. That happened to me. All right. So I I know it's true. I know that that's how it's 
how it happens uh, that, that, you know, we can have this worry, this thought, and we kind of discount all the other things that don't confirm it. But as soon as we get one thing that confirms it, it validates that worry. In our relationship, when we have insecurities and we look for feedback from our spouse, we can run into the same issue. We can blame them for not helping us feel loved or confident because these are the things that we're insecure about. It's a thin foundation to depend on. If you consider me and my thoughts about this podcast, I can build a case pretty quickly either way on its merits or lack thereof if I only depend on social feedback. And if I'm already predisposed to the insecurity that this isn't enjoyable or isn't good, whatever that means, I can pretty quickly find the evidence that I shouldn't continue this. So what's another way of going about this? Well, rather than measuring the merits of this podcast on social feedback, I kind of looked inward and I thought to myself, Brett, what's your opinion on this? What are your thoughts on this? Are you enjoying it? Do you want to continue? And here is how I answered these questions. I thought that I have really enjoyed this process. I felt that it's met its goal of learning how to communicate, of learning how to teach and inspire and connect for me. I have felt like as each episode has gone on, I've been able to get more comfortable in this process and I've learned just little things that I feel like I've been able to uh, interweave into this process and it's all allowed me to feel like I'm growing in this. And that growth has has felt really good for me. I, I like the process that it's it's going down and and I feel like uh, it's something that I want to continue. And the truth is I'm really enjoying doing this and I want to continue even if I never received any positive feedback. The same thing if we go back to our relationship and relationships, right? The same process can be done where uh, maybe as we're showing up in our relationships and we're insecure with how we're showing up or we're feeling like we're not getting the credit we deserve or we're not getting the love that we we deserve, I want you to do that same thing and kind of look inward and see if you're liking how you're showing up and you're liking the process that you're doing. Because I've done this process in other times and, and I've decided that, you know what, this isn't a good fit and I'm not enjoying this and I don't like how I'm showing up. So it's that inward process that can really help us uh, understand our internal foundation. Now, I want to kind of go back to that thought about the podcast because I, I said that I'm really enjoying this and I want to continue this podcast even if I never received positive feedback because I want you to notice that I don't mention negative feedback and I put negatives in quotes because you know I really think that our own insecurities can can kind of shape that idea of it being negative. Sometimes it's constructive. Sometimes it's just someone's opinion or thoughts, uh, but we can take it as negative feedback. And I want us to be able to use that as information to inform our process and our goals, right? Uh, Because the truth is, is if I was getting overwhelming negative feedback, I wouldn't want to continue to put this out, right? I wouldn't want to, uh, I would want to at least consider what was being was being shared there. And maybe that would help me understand, okay, is this something I want to continue to do or not? But if we can take that feedback and just consider it 
as feedback without burning down the whole ship. It allows for us to grow and it allows for us to take that and put it into our own feedback loop and to develop our skills and to grow and to become better and to become uh, more impactful in the way that we want to. But this does require having an internal foundation that isn't dependent on social feedback, especially if you're already insecure, right? If you're already insecure, that social feedback is just going to confirm something that you're already worried about. In marriage, the same process is true when we get feedback from our spouse. If you believe like you're a good spouse or a bad spouse, depending on their opinion, you are likely going to be in for a roller coaster of a marriage. Again, especially if you're already insecure. So we want to be aware of these insecurities and we want to see how they might be keeping us from the relationships that we want with ourselves and others. We want to assess how they might be keeping us from developing our skills that we are interested in learning. The insecurities may never go away, but our process for managing them can change and we can reduce the constraining impact that our insecurities have on our life, right? So it might not be that we ever feel secure or we ever feel like just totally confident, but we can use a different process for managing that that really can change how we show up and how uh, those insecurities impact our life and if they either make our life smaller or they allow for our life to get larger through them. Now, with all this being said, I do appreciate all of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis. You all are part of this feedback process for me uh, to develop my teaching and connecting skill set. And seeing your engagement And watching the podcast grow is just one way that I can understand if I'm moving in the right direction. So thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing all of you next week in episode 20. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com and become the difference you need in your relationship.